Biden admits that his Inflation Reduction Act had, well, nothing to do with reducing inflation. He also says that hurting kids, well, that's mandatory. We also check out some Senate hearings that have been going on, and we talk about banks failing. All today, Eric's America. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. We will make America strong again. Hello and welcome. Happy Sunday. I hope you're having a happy Sunday. Uh, I'm trying to. Trying to. Um, it's been an interesting uh, few weeks. Uh, this past week was uh, not only interesting, but uh, in some ways really terrifying. Just, I mean, honestly, truly terrifying because, well, when you start talking about banks failing, uh, that brings back uh, shades of 2008, which it really hit the economy, uh, I mean, hardcore and, and lasted for quite a while. The only problem is the things they put in place then uh, is called quantitative easing. Uh just recently ended uh, because they just couldn't afford to keep printing all the money. Um, And uh, that could be part of the reason uh, that uh, these failures are happening. But uh, I think it actually has something else going on. Uh, Very odd, but I just feel like mm, there's something else going on behind the scenes. I mean, what do we have this year? We had FTX blow up. Um, which now Sam Bankman Freed is in jail. Um, it's really odd though, because I mean, everybody loved him and then it just all went belly up just all of a sudden, almost as if, well, maybe it wasn't real. Hmm. We're going to talk about all this today, but before we get into all of that, I want to Remind everybody to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow. All those things do help out a whole lot. Uh, Something odd has been going on uh, this past week, especially. Uh, Something very strange happened. Um, I did last week's episode focused uh, primarily almost the entire thing on the January 6th lies and and the evidence that had come out the prior week. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, it was like nobody listened to the episode. Very odd because, you know, people listen to every episode and all of a sudden, this one out of nowhere just didn't get listened to. Huh. Wouldn't say it didn't get listened to at all, but you know what I mean. All of a sudden, it was way, way down and I thought, huh, that's, that's really odd. So, 
Uh, please do remember to do all the things. Please do the things. The things help. The, the All the little algorithm gods get so happy when uh, you like, subscribe, rate, review. If it lets you give you a stars like Apple Podcasts, five is the right number of stars. It does help out quite a bit. Anyway, we're going to get into this today because I do believe you do listen, uh, whether it uh, registers or not or however that algorithm works i do believe there are people that listen so in fact i know there are but that's a whole different story i won't get into all that or conspiracy or anything <laughs> um just saying uh seem like things are fine then you mentioned january 6th and all of a sudden it's like oh oh numbers are gone what happened oh no very odd how that works but we're going to get into this today so we got a lot to talk about today and i guess the biggest thing was uh, we had some more banks go under. We had some more banks go under. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of strange because, well, the bigger banks, and when I mean bigger banks, I'm talking about, you know, like Bank of America, Chase, uh, those banks uh, seem to be okay. Now, here is the thing. Is it because of because I've been hearing uh, a lot uh, that, oh, well, it was, you know, Trump's fault because he didn't he reduced some regulation on the bank. Well, that's that's not true. That's not what happened at all. Um, what I understand, uh, the official narrative is they were too heavy into bonds. And uh, these bonds, you know, you buy them, you have to hold on to them before you can get the interest on them. Um, you know, they don't mature for usually about 10 years. So you buy them as securities backed and you have to hold on to them for 10 years. And a lot of, you know, a lot of banks got into this uh, buying them from the government and, uh, saying, okay, well, you know, I'm buying a bond or whatever, and it's going to be worth this amount because it's, it's worth, you know, whatever the, they bought it at, at that time, say 2.3%. Um, just throwing a number out there. I have no idea if that number is correct on this. So don't, don't quote me that, oh, well they bought it at this and sold it this. No, I'm just giving a number off the top of my head, 2.3%. And uh, that matures in 10 years. Okay. So that means in 10 years, it's going to be worth whatever you paid for it plus 2.3%. Okay. So you're gaining money over 10 years. So you can do this and say, hey, people have deposited their money. We're going to buy so many securities. That's going to, you know, that's one way we're going to make money. We're going to make money through these other loans and however else you're going to do it. Okay, fine. Anyway, uh, what happens is once the Fed starts raising the interest rates, well, now people don't want your bonds. They're not worth as much anymore because I can now buy one that's worth more because when it matures, it's going to make more money. And they're saying that that's the reason for these bank failures is they got too heavily into bonds. People started pulling their money out, which these things are supposed to be stress tested, by the way. Um, and they said they did. They said that everything went just fine. But who knows? Strangely enough, just poof, it wasn't good anymore. So I don't know. Uh, it is really odd though, because, uh, well, they, uh, Silicon Valley bank, as you can imagine is yeah, associated with Silicon Valley. 
And it was a super woke place who liked to give money to super woke causes. In fact, they gave tens of millions of dollars to BLM. Well, hold on. I mean, you're giving away a lot of money, a charitable thing. I mean, does make money. There is a reason, you know, to own a bank or to run a bank. It is profitable. It is a good way to make money. But uh, you start to see this pattern, FTX, philanthropy, supposedly, that's air quotes, uh, basically telling everybody to send me your money, make me rich so I can do more good things, which is you know, kind of odd anyway. But, um, I mean, usually you just make money because, you know, you're doing the right things or you have a product or service that somebody wants to use. But, hey, you know, uh, people try anything. But uh, these banks started to fail. You had Signature Bank, again, another very woke organization. Um, it's it's really strange. Uh, these all seem to be all in the same vein. And suddenly they're collapsing. Now, I don't know if it was uh, bonds. I assume that since that is a regular part of banking, that uh, a lot of banks uh, are heavily invested in the in the bond market or this yeah securities market. I assume they are. That's how banking works, as best I know. I'm not. By the way, there are many subjects that I am very well versed in. Um, the interworkings of finance when it comes to banks and whatnot, not up there, not on one of those. And probably because I've never had enough money to, you know, be into any of it. So I wouldn't know. Um, I do know that trading on these banks started to crash. People started pulling their money out and they are no more. Signature Bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And uh, apparently there were a couple others. And then earlier... Uh, or early last year, almost a year ago now, I believe, um, FTX, after giving a buttload of money to the, the Dems for the midterm elections. So I guess it would have been fall. Anyway, it collapsed, went belly up. I'm not saying that these are, uh, what do you call it? I'm not saying it's like a money laundering thing, although I think FTX was definitely money laundering, not just uh, for... Sam Bankman freed, but for, uh, you know, other people, uh, <laughs> to rinse, repeat, uh, cycle their money through FTX. But that's another whole story that'll come out. I'm sure it will. But these banks, it was very interesting. Now what, uh, what could have went on? It's just really, uh, really odd. Um, but don't worry. There's nothing to worry about now. Everything's fine. Now we're all good. And you know how we know we're good. We know we are good because, well, Joe Biden came out and said, hey, don't worry. This is all, I don't even know why you're worried. I've got this under control, which, as we know, is the hallmark. You know, you know it as well. I sleep better as soon as Biden or the government comes out and says, hey, there's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. You'll be fine. That's when you know everything's nothing to worry about at all. Here he is. I'm going to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. 
Oh, okay. Well, here's the problem. If you've been to a bank, I assume. Uh, most people have. Um, and they have the little, they used to have the little sign on the door. I'm sure they still do have the little sign on the door that says, uh, <clears throat> member of FDIC. But you've probably seen that. And if you read on further, it says, uh, you know, everything's covered up to $250,000 uh, by the FDIC. Okay. And that basically says, hey, somebody comes in and robs the place or the bank fails or whatever. Um, your money is covered up to $250,000. Uh, you're covered. You have insurance on that. The bank carries insurance up to that on each depositor. Okay. Got that. But a lot of these companies and different things in SVB are way, way over $250,000, uh, millions of dollars. So how would it all be fine? How would it all work then? Well, uh, they just said, damn, we're going to fix it. We're just going to give them all the money. Now, they're not going to help out the officials of the bank or the, the stockholders. All, all those people lost their ass. Okay, fine. Good with that. But there's a reason, and this part I do know, that you do uh, have to be careful. If you have a lot of money, you don't put it all in one place. Why? Because it's not covered. Uh, now, there are people arguing both sides. Now, so basically what they're doing is they are bankrupting the FDIC and going even further, which, of course, that money will just be created to pay that off. And then they but he said, you know, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. The American people, this isn't TARP. This isn't a bailout. Um, we're just covering it through the um, insurance. Um and then all the other banks are just getting together and they're helping out because they they're such philanthropists. All the rest of the banks are such philanthropists. They're like, hey, we're going to help out. We're going to get the money in there so these people can be covered because we care. Well, OK, they don't care that much. We know how this works. They're going to have to pay into the FDIC. It's going to cost them more on their premiums. It's going to cost them more to put this money in to cover the losses for these banks. So who pays for that? Well, the depositors, of course, the people that bank there and all these other banks that are going to help out, of course, will have to pay more, whether it's uh, more in fees, whether it's, uh, you know, they raise their uh, overdraft fee, they raise their, you know, whatever fees that are associated with things. They, they do all these different things to get a few more dollars in, and that pays for it. So they're not going to get hurt. And of course, I mean, if you are a money-making entity, of course, you only make money if you keep making money. You can't just give away money and still be profitable. Um, so, therefore. But it is really strange that all these are very, very uh, woke industries uh, that are collapsing. Because uh, this is, uh, just to give you an idea of what was happening at some of these places, here is a wonderful seminar that they were having at Signature Bank just just a little while back, just not very long at all, before it went, well, belly up. Now, imagine how much they're paying. Yes, they had to pay this guy to come in uh, to do this seminar for the employees because, you know, I mean, 
you got to worry about this stuff. You can't be worried about stuff like, uh, why are we buying so many bonds that's going to bankrupt us? Oh, I don't know. It should be on that. A chairman of Signature Bank, and it is a pleasure for me to welcome you to this multimedia, multicasted, multispatial meeting of the Pride Council. Pride Council and at the I'm bank. just thrilled that there are Pride about 40 Council. people in the room. I understand there are something like 190 people at watch parties. Mm. So hi to you all hey. at the watch parties. Did you just say watch party? You got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, there are some times that I have, you know, uh, video conference type meetings for my job. Um, never would I ever, ever, ever have a watch party. I mean, we, you know, there are different things that go on with work where you have, you know, whether it be, you know, maybe quarterly reports or or some sort of meeting. Not once has anybody been like, you know what, we should get a watch party together for that. That would be awesome. So, wow. Okay. Anyway, let's go on. Now, the most common pronouns that folks are familiar with are she and he becoming much more common and I, you know i don't know if there's anyone in the signature bank world but probably you have clients that use they them as pronouns oh yeah um, they're gender neutral pronouns on purpose we talked about folks that are non-binary that intentionally don't identify as male or female so some of those folks use they them as their pronouns z is another gender neutral pronoun um and the other part of that would be here spelled h-i-r you know um, I mean, now that's really important, but you know what would probably have helped them out a lot more than that seminar? A seminar on math? Money? There's a good one. And how not to lose a whole bunch of it. That would be the other one. Those seminars could have been really, really helpful. I'm going to go out on a limb and say possibly way more helpful than the pronoun seminar. Just saying. Just saying. I could be way off base, but maybe they could have held a seminar on how not to go bankrupt and how to actually manage the financial institution. I know it's a crazy thought. I know it's way out there, but maybe they could have done that and that could have possibly helped them not, I don't know, go bankrupt and lose you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm just saying. Crazy ideas I get sometimes. Crazy ideas. Don't worry, though. Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen is on it. She is, um, you know, the finance guru here. What an idiot. Serve is providing additional support to the banking system mm -hmm. with a new lending facility. This will help financial institutions <laughs> meet the needs of all of their depositors. Okay, good. I can reassure the members of the committee that our go. banking system is, is sound, sound and that Americans can feel confident when they need them. Comforting. This week's actions demonstrate our mm -hmm. resolute commitment mm. to ensure mm -hmm. that our financial system remains strong oh, good. and that depositors' savings remain safe. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good. Uh, that lending facility... Um, that wouldn't be, I don't know, a big uh, slush fund full of uh, newly printed money that uh, you're just going to give away to the bank that we're going to pay back in either uh, fees or um, um, oh, what do we call that? Oh, inflation. 
That's what I was thinking about. Inflation. Because see, if you print a whole bunch of new money or you're just giving it away, um, inflation happens. And uh, But don't worry. <laughs> How could we have any more inflation? We already know that just last year, the greatest thing in the world happened. Because we were dealing and have been dealing with a lot of inflation problems. And people have noticed it because, well, you can't afford shit. And that's, that's a problem. Cost of everything is extreme. And, uh, and everybody kind of noticed it. So what did they do? They acted. Okay. The, the brave men and women in Congress, in, you know, in Washington, man, they acted. And they uh, put together a bill. Joe Biden and the rest of them, boy, they really got it through there while they still had power in all three uh, branches. The Inflation Reduction Act. And it was really important. And everybody was really happy because, I mean, when you're dealing with inflation, having an Inflation Reduction Act seems like a really, really, really good thing. Well, as we said at the time, nothing to do with inflation. It's just called that. Well, uh, a lot of people didn't realize that, I guess. And, uh, you know, they've been out here just pounding their chest saying, oh, well, he's, you know, he passed the Inflation Reduction Act and that's fixing uh, inflation. Well, it didn't fix it. And everybody kind of noticed that. Well, then uh, Biden had a little interview this week. Well, yeah. Um, here's the problem. Uh, he, he sort of admitted that, well... It's not really about inflation. Well, actually, he didn't. Uh, the jackass interviewing him, by the way, Cal Penn, when did he stop being a uh, character actor or whatever he, actor and become a journalist? I have no idea. But apparently now he is a hard-hitting journalist and he's ready to go and he's interviewing Joe Biden, which takes a different kind of person. The president. I never would have imagined 12 years ago that something as sweeping uh, on climate as the, the Inflation Reduction Act uh, would have happened. So my, my, my question have. really, and I, I was watching all of this unfold, is who or, or what created the political space for you to take that kind of action? Okay, well, that's odd. He's never seen a more sweeping, broad, in other words, a shit ton of money be spent on climate, which we getting into that again today. It's just terrible. But anyway, as the Inflation Reduction Act? Huh. Inflation reduction. Now, how do you reduce inflation by spending a whole bunch of money on crap? It doesn't, what doesn't add up there? Well, because you don't have the money to spend because obviously we, we spend way more than we take in. And by adding to that, well, that's, that's going to cause a problem and uh, you're going to have to print that money, which what does printing money do? Um, oh yeah, it increases inflation. So, hmm. That's really odd. But don't worry. Biden's going to tell you all about it because, you know, that was the most important thing. Inflation, not important. Uh, climate change. Whoo, boy. That one's at the top. Young people, 
Young people. Young people. Which you are not. A generation, that generation between 18 and 35 now. Indoctrinated. They're the ones that created the space. They're the ones. They had enough of it. They had enough of it. I mean, they showed up in the 2020 election. They showed up in the 2022 election. Did they? We passed the largest environmental plan in all of history, over $368 billion. Yeah. Got it done. And what happened was... Mother Nature let her wrath be seen over the last two years. For example, no. I have traveled on helicopter over more forest Dang area it. burned to the ground than the entire <laughs> state oh. of By the way, when did that Maryland. Happen? That's how much is burned to the ground. Floods, droughts, all the things. And so people can't deny it anymore. We don't. Okay. Can't deny it anymore. Forest fires are from the climate. I thought forest fires were forest fires. What the fuck are you talking about? Floods, droughts. It's, we've never had those before, ever in human history. If we had floods or droughts, I've never heard of them before. This is the joke. It's a fucking joke. I'm sick of it. You know, I try to be reasonable about this and be like yeah you know i can stipulate yes the climate is changing does it have anything to do with mankind um no not a damn thing um this ball has been here for um a lot longer than man and even if we decide to destroy ourselves because we let idiots like joe biden and the rest of this crew run the place until we are all dead it will continue on long after that. It goes through cycles. Those are called weather and seasons. Yes, I know. I think everybody learned this. I, you know, kindergarten, first grade is when you learn about, hey, you know, there are seasons of the year. Summer is hot. Winter is cold. Yes. Uh, I mean, apparently that's brand new. That's never happened before. Can't have that. Um Sometimes it rains and sometimes it doesn't. Apparently, we've never experienced that before. This is the joke that we go through. This is the painful bullshit. And if you think it has anything to do with the freaking climate, are you tired yet? $380 billion to grease the palms of all the people who put him in office. It's a scam. It's been a scam. It'll always be a scam. How do I know that this is a scam, you may ask? How do I know it's all a big scam? Well, I've went through this before, but uh, let's, let's go back to when the scam began. The scam started in the 70s. Guy wrote a paper or wrote in a, an article saying that Mankind was destroying the planet, and we were going to freeze to death. It's not that long ago. Now, what was going on in the 70s? Well, uh, they had some cold winters in the 70s, by the way. Um, I know. I know. Sometimes it's cold in the winter, and sometimes it's hot in the summer. And that's really, really rough to get your head around. I know. It's really confusing really hard to understand but uh let's see if i can break it down for all the people who don't understand this sometimes the winter gets really cold and uh that's what was going on in the 70s they had some blizzards they had some heavy snowfalls um you know 
And of course, that prompted this guy to say, uh, hey, uh, the Earth's going to freeze and uh, become the Ice Age again. And it's all because of man, because these people all have the same kind of deranged ideology. They hate people, number one, and they love the idea of iron-fisted socialist-type control of the population. They want to reduce the population except for their group, their elitist group. This is the same tired old playbook that has been going on and on and on and on. And yes, I thought we had moved past that. And I was really hoping that people, you know, more modern people, um, you know, had really got away from, especially in this country where freedom has obviously, you know, really uh, flourished and, and made us uh, the greatest, most wealthy nation ever to exist on planet Earth. But no, none of these people are ever happy. They um, are all very sad individuals. They're all very angry individuals. And they're all very elitist. And they think that all these nasty, dirty people, I mean, they're just not going to, we need to get rid of them. And uh, the ones that we can't get rid of, we need to have iron-fisted control and control their lives because they're too stupid and they're not as good as I am. And that's what these people are. It's who they are. But anyway, they figured out this would be a great one. So here is back, and this is 1977, before I was born, um, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, he was uh, really on board with this, another wackaloon. Uh, here he is talking about what was going to happen to the earth. We are unprepared for the next advance. The result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. A polar desert. Death and mayhem on unprecedented scale. Because we're all going to freeze to death. Yeah, that was the story. And that kept on going until we got into the 1980s. And then what happened in the 1980s? Well, it turned around the other way. 1980s, oh, we're all going to catch on fire and die. Now it's not going to be an ice age anymore. No, 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 no. Now it's global warming. We're going to all burn up because it's going to get so hot. It's just going to melt away everything. And, uh, in the early 2000s, I guess it was, is when, um, of course, uh, good old Al Gore got on his uh, whole stick and he wanted to make a bunch of money, too. And so he figured out that he could make a lot of money and get a lot of control if he could sell global warming, which is what his uh, what his movie. I'm sure you remember the uh, wonderful, the wonderful inconvenient truth and uh, here we go with it of course during all this part of it is nothing but just scenes of ice melting and trees coming down and oh it's all mayhem if you look at the 10 hottest years ever measured they've all occurred in the last 14 years the hottest of all was 2005 this is Patagonia, 75 years ago, and the same glacier today. This is Mount Kilimanjaro, 30 years ago, and last year, within the decade. 
there will be no more snows of Kilimanjaro. No more snows of Kilimanjaro. And in fact, in fact, it went so far. And here is our now climate czar, the good John Kerry. He's going to tell you how the ice is going to melt everywhere. Sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Okay, so uh, that one was 2006. The other is 2009, I believe. Okay. Everything was going to melt. We're all going to catch on fire and we're all going to die. Now we're not freezing anymore. Now we're going to burn to death. Well, what was the problem? Well, the problem is none of these things have ever been right. There's still plenty of ice in the Arctic. It goes in cycles. Some years there's less. Some years there's more. That's weird. Huh. Odd how that works. And of course, when they noticed that none of these predictions were coming true and none of it was working out and all the ice sheets weren't melting and, and of course, uh, nothing, uh, you know, the whole planet wasn't freezing into one big ice age. Well, this kind of makes us look dumb. And most people be like, you know what? Maybe this is called cycles and it could be just weather and, you know, different weather patterns and, and well, you know, yeah, climate slowly changes, you know, takes a few, you know, million years as uh, Earth time, you know, where things change uh, going from ice age that went on for, you know, so many million years and then it thawed out and now we're in the thawing period, which is going to go on for millions of years and it'll slowly warm up and, you know, uh long i mean i don't know how long man will last on earth i have no idea how long humankind will last on earth but we've only been here for a short millisecond of time compared to the time of the earth the earth has frozen thawed out got warmer uh, we're in one of those cycles none of us will ever see any of the major changes because we'd have to live for millions of years which we don't so okay anyway <sighs> feel better now okay so could we do a better job of not polluting the, the, our, you know, environment? Yes, we could do a better job of not polluting it. I'm for that. Uh, existential crisis of tearing the planet apart. No, new, mm -mm, nope. Mother nature seems to not listen to us. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it doesn't. Uh, let's take California. Well, let's see. I guess it was supposed to be on fire or dying or I can't tell. But hey, you know what? It was the, all the water was going to dry up and it was just going to be a barren wasteland, right? Well, this year what happened? Well, now they have too much water. Now the reservoirs are full. Well, weird. They have plenty of water again? Huh? Now, oh, it's a cycle. I get it. See, because for decades and decades and decades, see, these they, the lakes have gotten filled up, and then they, you know, use a lot of it for, you know, water use. It doesn't rain for a while. And then it, it rains again, and sometimes it snows. Well, that's weird because, you know, the mountains around uh, – California and even Southern California, well, they've gotten record snowfall. It's going to be a problem. So now we're into climate change. You can't deny climate change, see? And they get you because, 
Well, you can't deny that the climate does change, although I can definitely argue the fact that not only can we not stop it, we can't change it. It's been going on for eons. It takes a really, 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 really long time for it to change, and inevitably it will. And in one of these, it probably will cause a mass extinction. It has in the past. Sure, it will again. And the earth will renew and the cycle will continue because it's cyclical. One of those thingies, one of those cyclical things. But of course, that's not what Biden was all about. Because listen, if you tell people, hey, you know, five million years from now, the planet might be a lot warmer, might look a lot different. What will we do then? What will who do then? It's just theoretical people. I don't even know if mankind will even, I doubt they'll be on the planet in 5 million years. I have no idea what kind of stretch of time you're talking about. I can barely comprehend 100 years as a human being. But don't worry. It's all good. All good because they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't seem to be helping inflation, nor is it helping banks or any of the other Stuff it's supposed to help, but don't worry. Here you go. Here's CNN helping you out. They're helping you out uh, with telling you that, well, maybe the earth is warming. I know it's snowing in California, and they did this on purpose, obviously, because they know that none of it makes sense. And they're, you know, people are like, hey, you know, it got really cold last year and this year in like Texas, and now it's snowing in LA. So we're kind of not buying your bullshit anymore. So of course, CNN said, Hey, you gotta, gotta push the message, man. You gotta push it. So here's this asshole, uh, talking about the Antarctic ice now. But while we're here, we got this news out of the national snow and ice center in Colorado that for the second year in a row, the South Pole is shrinking. The ice down here is shrinking. Uh, it's sea yeah. ice. Pause so it it's not second. affecting much the way that when the ice cubes mm -hmm. in your glass, Mm -hmm. uh, melt they don't spill your drink yeah, uh, but right, right. that's very worrying because but well, antarctica is a continent surrounded by oceans and that sea ice protects those ice shelves from unlocking all that mm -hmm, ice which if it dumps mm -hmm. into the oceans in yeah. mass oh, yeah. would rearrange every city from miami to shanghai along the ah. coast around the world <laughs> thank you for the so what is troubling about this is the speed that it's declined just to give you some perspective, mm -hmm. uh, in the early 2000s, it looked like Antarctica was growing even as the yeah. Arctic was yeah. shrinking in alarming ways. And alarming. scientists weren't alarming. sure why. In 2014, mm -hmm. the sea ice around Antarctica, 7 million square miles. Now, right. less than a decade no. later, it's under 700,000 square miles. Ah. So that's a 90% okay. drop. Okay, so first of all, a couple things. If you actually watch this video, you'll be alarmed because he's standing there. And doesn't look icy at all. Looks green. Looks like a nice forested area. Which should give you the first clue that he's nowhere near he's nowhere near Antarctica. Which he's not. He's in Argentina. The problem is when they shot the footage, the drone that they were using to give these green, lush, forested, you know, brown beach photos apparently had a stamp on it and the stamp at the top reads argentina well, there's one problem argentina 
isn't Antarctica. So first of all, you're fucking with people because you're showing this green and brown in the background and people see that and he goes, hey, I want to talk to about Antarctica and people go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Everything melted in Antarctica. Well, he's not in Antarctica. Number two, I don't know if you know this, but when it's winter in the northern hemisphere, it's summer in the southern hemisphere. And what does that mean? So he said that, hey, back in 2014, 7 million square miles of sea ice, and now there's only 700,000. It's dropped by 90%. Well, here's the problem. The 7 million square miles, that's in the winter. Winter. You've heard of this, right? It's cold time. Okay, so cold time, a lot of ice. Summertime, when it gets warm, you know, because there's multiple seasons, well, it shrinks by 90%. So he's there in the summer. Number one, he's not where he claims to be reporting on, which is kind of shitty. So he can give a green, lush background to really sell the bullshit. And number two, he's saying, hey, you know, it's 7 million square miles yeah, in the winter, asshole, which it will be again, I don't know, in about four months. So how about, here's a thought, take your happy ass to Antarctica in July when it is the dead middle of winter. Let me know how the ice is. Okay, then get back to me. But that's what these people do. He goes on. Wow. Oh, and yeah. we're just worried that this could be a, a tipping point wow. that makes That's that vulnerable. Point right there. And then on from there, it's it's just uh, it's a tipping one point. domino after another. Just one uh, after another, kind of disasters man. we really don't what want to imagine, what are you gonna but have do? to think about, especially for people, Panic? leaders who live on coasts. Oh, no. Well, thank you for it can be done to oh, really oh. slow this no, horrible extreme situation, got Bill. Hope. No. Got some hope coming. Here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, it's the hello. it's the same answer as it as it has been for generations. What the faster right? we can right. move away from uh -huh. fuels that burn, well, uh, there you go. The, in the speediest and most equitable way possible, right. the equitable. less horrible this gets. The that's, less the, that's the only way right now. The only Not way. only stopping the only way. at the source, but pulling carbon out of the sea and sky. Carbon removal yeah. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. going to be the biggest industry you've never heard of as people come to carbon grips with the enormity of this. Yeah. Well. All life on Earth is made of carbon, therefore, can't get all the carbon out. Sorry. I'm so sick of these people. They're so dumb. And even people who are supposed to be brilliant, oh, they're kind of just dumb fear mongers as well. I tell people, this really, this get, this wakes them into, here in the, in the New York metropolitan area, I say, you know, if we lose the ice caps, you know how high the water will be? I say, oh, maybe a couple of feet, uh, no, it would come up to the Statue of Liberty's elbow, the one that's holding <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. That's where the waterline will be. Oh, okay. Thanks, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't all melt in a day. Dipshit. The fucking... Ugh. I hate to get so angry, but uh, I love people who are just, they're just so superior. They're just so smart. They make these predictions and they say these things. And yes, theoretically, if it all melted in a day, 
that's what would happen. Does it happen that way? Has it ever happened that way? Will it ever happen that way? No. Does not. Does not happen that way. Absolutely does not. In fact, a whole bunch of it melts every year. You know, in the summertime. And it freezes again in, you know, the winter. How many millions of years would it take before the climate would actually change enough for it all to be melted? Take a really, really long time. What happens in the meantime? Because see, it doesn't all melt at one time. But what happens is evaporation because the sun evaporates water. Anyway, we won't worry about that. It's not like he's a <laughs> physicist or anything that would understand properties of liquid, solid, and gas. I don't worry about that some other time. They probably didn't cover that that day, you know, the day he went for, you know, physics. They probably didn't cover those uh, forms of matter. So, hey, oops. No, it's just that he's a lying piece of shit because he's part of the elite, man. They want the power. They want to hold it over you. And they want to make a shit ton of money while holding the power over you. You need to get poorer. You need to eat the bugs and live in the pod. So they can live extravagant and do whatever the hell they want and keep you under control. That's what it's about. That's what everything has always been about. It's about the few with power not wanting to let it go. And you know what the biggest slap in the face to that has ever been in history? Where you're setting right now. The United States of America was the biggest slap in the face to that whole cycle of bullshit that had been going on since man started organizing and crawled out of the caves and began forming communities. There have been people at the top that wanted power and wanted to hold on to it and would do it at any cost. And from then on, you had the horrors of slavery and you know, conquering and destroying genocides. And one place slapped it all in the face and said, hey, we're going to do it different. Did we do it perfectly? No, but we got there. We got there. And it started because of an idea, not because of a person. It started because of ideas. And those ideas are still the great ideas that we should be following. We don't anymore, but we should still be following those they will lead you to where you need to go. Not a person. But anyway, that's who it is. That's that's where we're at. It's where we're at. With money, with the climate. I mean, of course they want to take more control. Now, the federal government owns Signature Bank. They're trying to get rid of it. They'll auction it off. I think the, uh, was it the uh, SVB branch in the UK? I think somebody just, uh, or some company just bought it for a, a dollar so you know that should work out well anywho i hope we're not covering their losses in the uk which it wouldn't surprise me i just you know hey it's fine here's uh steve forbes uh he's talking about the financial issues that we're in right now talk about next week or even next month but I, inflation is the worst thing an economy could have and i think people underrate that if you look in history every hegemony has been destroyed by inflation, or almost everyone. I mean, just go back to Rome. <laughs> that, that's what happens. And uh, 
One of our major problems, I think, in this economy right now. Yeah, is inflation. The government just keeps spending and spending and spending and spending and uh, printing and printing and printing. And, uh, oh, yeah, we got to fight climate change at all costs, at all costs. We just need to, you know, crash the system so we can take it over. It's, um, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So uh, what else is going on? We got uh, financial issues, um, but don't worry. Those are all nothing to worry about. Um. We do have uh, some issues with uh, mutilating children. Uh, apparently, now that that uh, that has been stopped in Florida, to where you can't, uh, you know, cut genitals off of minors, which seems seems like a good idea. Seems like something everybody could get behind, and I'm sure ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of uh, normal everyday people in America would agree with that. Let's not touch kids. Let's not do that. But, uh, you know, that one percent who apparently are wealthy and donate a lot of money to the DNC. Well, their voice is just a little bit louder than yours. Here's an activist in uh, Florida talking about, you know what, not being able to mutilate children's genitals. It's just like Hitler right now is a road test for authoritarianism in the United States. How can you sort of um, separate, demonize, stigmatize uh, an entire group of people uh, in order to build the type of society that religious zealots want? And they're trying this. And eerily, I think it is, you know, and I believe this person. And we're going to listen to the rest of it. I believe this person, you know. I'm around religious zealots all the time. I mean, they are so, so religious. Their zealotry is, oh, just over the top. I know. Um, You meet them. You meet them everywhere, you know, at the bar, you know, a grocery store. and, And you can pick them out. Uh, because a lot of them, if you ask them, Hey, you think maybe we should, uh, lop off, uh, you know, healthy children's genitals. Uh, most of them would say, um, are you on something? Is there something fucking wrong with you? And they would probably use those words, which lets you know how religious zealots they are. Um, they don't think that porn should be given to children. I know religious zealots. I mean, it's hard to get away from them. I, apparently, I'm an, a religious zealot because I don't think porn for children is good. I think that's bad. Okay. I think um, mutilating their genitals is really bad. And I also think giving them medication that will sterilize them to where they can never reproduce later in life. Well, that's also bad. And I also, I go along with this uh, with the same idea that we don't let children, you know, we don't give. Uh, children in elementary school, we don't let them drink. Um, they can't smoke. Uh, they can't vote. Um, they can't even give, you know, consent for their own medical needs because, well, you know, they can't make informed consent. They don't consent to, you know, sex. So how could 
this possibly be a thing? But you know what makes me Hitler and a religious zealot? get confused by is why people don't see that that's what's happening um don't understand yeah, that it's, it's not that we are this is a prototype just like the early 1930s were in germany i'm not saying that this oh, is an equivalent period in terms of yeah, what no, it's but, they did, but they did road test everything oh yeah and of course the dipshit on tv's like oh yeah i agree yeah yeah just like hitler hitler liked to protect children from genital mutilation too so well wait a second no he didn't Oh, they said they were, did they say anything about segregating or killing or mutilating children? No, actually, they want to do the opposite. They want to protect the kids from that happening. And somehow that's Hitlerian, I guess. I having a problem squaring that circle, sir. Um, they want to not hurt kids. And that somehow is authoritarian. Don't worry. This, you may think, well, that's one crazy wackaloon who's out there on the fringes who, you know, probably should have his, you know, personal computer searched for how much kitty porn he has on it. And maybe should spend some time in a, you know, a cell uh, because he apparently has a weird obsession with kids and their, you know, genital parts. And you could possibly be right, but he's not alone. Auntie and uncle that I have is beyond disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet, but... Uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us, apparently, officiate our wedding, which would, which would be nice. But my, my question for you, Mr. President, is you codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like, like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now. Oh, my. Yes, these trans kids. Now, Cal Penn, I don't know. I mean, he seemed all right as an actor when he was on House. I like that show. He seemed all right on there. Um, I don't know. I don't watch any of his other stuff. Apparently, he's a wackaloon that wants kids to be able to chop their junk off. Um, he goes on to tell a story. We're going to get into that here, too. Uh, he's going to go on to tell one of his stupid stories that's absolutely stupid and insane. But uh, listen to what he says about these kids. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. Oh, good. I was a senior in high school. Oh, oh, oh 18. Okay. And my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. 1959. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he was heading to the Hercules Corporation building. Man, shut up, and you lying sack of crap. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. They love each other, Joey. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. He's just so open. He's not joking. It's simple. They love each other. It was that open. And so were they in 1959, 60. It's never been... Not a joke. It's, it's just that joke. simple. It doesn't matter. It's not a joke. It's, it's a lie. Whether it's, it's same a flat sex out lie. Or a heterosexual couple. Oh, I you should be able to be married. You don't like this? What is the problem? Oh, gosh. So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Get married. Do it uh, now. Okay. <laughs> don't wait. And <laughs> transgender okay, kids is really harder to do. Stop. Yeah, I can't. This is where he yeah and he goes stand. into uh, talking about kids. And he goes, oh, what's happened? It's just evil. It's just evil that they don't want to let these kids get castrated or or put them on puberty blockers that will cause them to be sterile. It's just it's evil to not allow that to happen. 
Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, 59 to 64, somewhere in there, because, you know, Biden is you know, 180 years old, whatever he is. Uh, uh, so in the 1960s in rural uh, Vermont, apparently, or yeah, Delaware, Vermont, I don't fucking know. Anyway, apparently it was just happening everywhere. Now, mind you, I was born well after this situation, you know, well after that. And I grew up in a time where, you know, things seemed pretty accepted. I mean, you know, whatever. And still, to this day, I have rarely ever seen a situation like that. So to see that in the 60s, early 60s, everybody can figure out that that's a blow to shit, right? That was his epiphany. Joey, they love each other. Oh, okay. And his dad was super enlightened, too. Now, I can only imagine if this story had actually played out. In the early 60s, with his dad, I can only imagine the, um, I, I, you know what? I can only imagine the amount of uh, horrid, horrid words that would have been said about it. Um, and you know as well as I do, the horrid amounts of language that no one could repeat now that would have been used uh would have embarrassed uh, a sailor but um you know it's a little different here is a uh, biden this is way back you know um well maybe not that this is in the 21st century in fact it's uh less than 20 years ago this is Joe Biden. Now, he said he had his epiphany when he was a senior in high school, but it just took a really, really, really long time for that epiphany to sink in. Now, we all know he's not the brightest bulb. He's not the sharpest tool. But uh, this this must have taken a really long time for this epiphany to he set in. radio address uh, oh, yesterday yeah. and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about yeah, a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. Think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. Uh We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act. We've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, Hmm. marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Right. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? I don't know. I don't know, Joe. Um, What happened to that epiphany? Apparently, you didn't listen to your dad, Joey. Joey. They love each other, Joey. Come on. So, uh, yeah, he's a liar. He's a fraud. He is what he has to be for who he, whatever. It's just sad. But, yeah, uh, so now it's mutilating kids. Now, he didn't even agree with uh, gay marriage just, you know, about 15 years ago, apparently, uh, until... uh, Barack, Barack, yeah, Barack told him he had to, so they all jumped on board, and of course, Obama 
wasn't for it either till then he was. So, you know, who knows? Then they, uh, you know, it's all good. Don't worry. Everything's fine. They're totally on the up and up. Don't know what you're worried about. Uh, Speaking of being on the up and up, we've got to get through some of these hearings that were had uh, last week. And I didn't get a chance to go through them because, well, you know, ran out of time talking about January 6th last week. So we got to get more into this. Uh, Some of these uh, were very interesting. Um, Hey, by the way, uh, just to let you know, uh, what are we dealing with right now? We've got uh, inflation going through the roof. We got banks collapsing. Um, got a lot of problems. Now there was a guy, uh, just back in 2020. I mean, how old were you in 2020? Jeez. Been so long ago, right before the election said, Hey, you know what? If you elect Biden, things might get bad. This incredible job that we've done will go down like that. It will be a terrible, terrible sight. It might even be a 1929 situation, so you have a chance to have the greatest numbers in history. You're almost there. We're almost back to where we were from the standpoint of the stock market. Think of that. Uh, But you'll have a crash like you've never seen before. You put the wrong person in office, you'll see things that you would not have believed are possible. No, yeah. Well, we didn't believe they were possible. Apparently they're possible. It's amazing how that works, huh? That's crazy. Huh. Maybe somebody should have listened. But uh, no, I guess uh, they're going to try to uh, arrest uh, Trump for giving money to uh, Stormy Daniels. I guess it's a uh, uh, a misdemeanor business finance violation. They're going to try to somehow incorporate Trump into and cause a problem. Uh, and they're wanting to arrest him, which obviously is just, um, you know, just a way to try to keep him from running because, well, Biden says he's wanting to, uh, run again and everybody knows that'll be a freaking disaster. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, had some hearings last week that were very interesting. We got to get through these pretty quick cause I'm going to run out of time again, but, uh, here is, uh, the one they were talking about, this one's pretty long. Uh, we'll probably have to just skip through some of it. But uh, government censorship, and this was basically saying that uh, that the FBI and everything else interfered with Twitter. Seeing this censorship industry go from, well, we're just fighting ISIS to, well, we're just fighting... By the way, this is Michael Schellenberger, um, who uh, was really good on is really good on the climate change shit. Uh, he actually was a, uh, awarded. I think he was. Yeah. I think Obama gave him an award an award for, uh, his work with climate, uh, stuff when he was president. And now it's, uh, yeah, it's a little different story and he's getting into some of the censorship and what's happened to the cities. He's really just really gotten uh, a red pill for sure. In Russian disinformation bots, to, well, now we need to fight domestic misinformation, which is just saying we need to fight against people who are saying things we disagree with, on, who are saying things we disagree with online. That's all that means. 
And I, I mean, it's not a slippery slope. It's an immediate leap into a, a terrifying mechanism that I, we only see in totalitarian societies Thank of attempting you. to gain control over what the social media platforms are allow are allowing. And so, um, hmm. yeah, for me, it's just it starts at DHS, but we basically see um, almost every government agency involved in this. Friend Barry Weiss. My friend Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her? Oh my um, She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir. She's a journalist. She's a journalist. So you work in concert with her? Um, yeah. Do you know when she first um, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome. <laughs> Um, there was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved with it. Okay, this is the people that are in in charge of things that are this stupid. Are you being paid to be here today, either through consulting fees, no, campaign contributions to your next not. run? Dental ladies' time is expired. Absolutely not. Dental ladies' time is expired. Thank you. Other than I recognize the gentleman from North Dakota for five minutes. Taibi. I want to follow up a little bit on the ranking members' questions. Um, when was the first time that Mr. Musk approached you about writing uh, uh, the Twitter files? Uh, again, Congresswoman, that would... Uh, I just need a date, sir. Yeah. But I can't give it to you, unfortunately, because this, this is a question of sourcing, and I don't give up. I'm it's a journalist. A, I don't reveal my source. It's a question of chronology. No, that's a question. Because of you earlier said that that someone had sent you through the internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information. Yes, and I refer to that person as a source. So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you. Again, Congressman, so you're asking me to yes you're no. asking a journalist to reveal. So a then source you consider Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this. No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I I I, well, I just can't answer your question. Well, it either is or he isn't. Sources. If you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well then that only logical conclusion is that he is in fact your source. Well, you're free to conclude that. <laughs> well, sir, I just don't understand. You can't have it both ways. But let's move on. Actually, you can have it both ways. I mean, this is what's the problem when people don't study you know, law and then become lawmakers or they just don't understand. You don't have to be a law scholar to figure out, you know, the constitution. It's not that hard. It really isn't. But apparently it is for this lady. God, she's dumb. She's dumb. She's like, uh, yeah, I need your source. And he says, well, I don't reveal sources because I'm, you know, um, a journalist and I don't reveal sources and, you know, I'm allowed that. Uh, because, you know, we have rights in America that we don't have to do that. And uh, she's like, no, tell me your source. And he's like, I can't tell you. It's my source. Now, mind you, this is Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. Uh, neither one of them I would consider conservative by any stretch. I mean, they're really not. They're really not super conservative. In fact, uh, for the most part, they'd be considered kind of, you know, lefties. Um, you know, at least in the past they were, but, uh, apparently not. This goes on. Well, no, he can. He's a journalist. No, he can't because either Musk is the source and he can't talk about it or Musk is not the source. And if Musk is not the source, 
then he can discuss No one has yielded. The gentlelady's out of order. You don't get to speak. she's out of order because he's The gentlelady's not recognized. You're not recognizing my What he has said is he's not going to reveal his source. And the fact that Democrats are pressuring him to do so is such a We're asking him about his conversations with Musk. This is what we're paying for, by the way. time to anybody. I want to reclaim my time. And I would ask the chairman to give me back some of the time because of the interruption. If you will give me the seconds that I lost. We will give you that 10 seconds. <laughs> Thank you. Twitter. And even with Twitter, you cannot find actual evidence of any direct government censorship of any lawful speech. And when I say lawful, I mean non-criminal speech because plenty I'll of give you speech one. is non-criminal. I'll give you one. Gentlemen's time to expire. I'd ask unanimous consent to enter into the record the following email from Clark Humphrey, oh, Clark. Executive yeah. Office of the Presidency, White House Office, January 23rd, 2021. That's the Biden administration, 4.39 a.m. Hey, folks. This goes to... Um, Twitter, hey folks, wanted to use the term Mr. Mr. He used, they used the term Mr. Mr. Goldman just used. Wanted to flag the below tweet and I'm wondering if we can get moving on the process for having it removed ASAP. Boom. That is. Could you read the below tweet? And then if we can keep an eye out for tweets that fall in this same genre, uh, genre that would be great. This is a tweet on ve the very issue that uh, Thomas uh, can you Matthew brought. For I the fullness of the record, can you re re uh, read the, because I've not seen this. Can you read the tweet yeah, that it's referencing? I don't have this. the tweet here with me, but the oh, gentleman's shocking. point was, w tell us, you said no time did government try to tell uh, Twitter to take that, to explicitly remove something. And No, I said it explicitly says, remove lawful speech. <laughs> lawful speech. We're going to conflate. The First Amendment does not, is not absolute. Twitter, this is something it's from Robert Kennedy Jr. But for so the record, I, I assume that's lawful speech. a point speech. of order, Mr. Chair. <laughs> because Robert Kennedy Jr. said that's why it's lawful speech. Well, also well, we'll Mr. Goldman. Mr. All I'm Mr. saying Mr. is you Chair? said no, at no time did the government explicitly say to take a tweet down. Here we have it, right here. Mr. The Chair? White House. They, they, did, they couldn't even wait two days. Two days into this administration, they were asked Twitter to take something down, and we will get you the underlying tweet. Thank you. That I recognize the gentlelady from New yeah, York. Will you place it into it the record as well, sir? Uh, yes, the underlying will. tweet? Uh, okay. Yeah. Robert yeah. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it was something about vaccines, which I mean, I think falls under. I mean, there's very, 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 very small, narrow things that are considered unlawful speech. And that would be a direct threat towards somebody. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it is so hard to tease out what actually is not lawful speech in this country. And the reason for that is because we have freedom of speech and it's very, 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 very ironclad. But of course, Democrats want to change that. And yes, they go through and then they're talking about, yeah, you know, here's the Biden administration and the FBI and all these people, you know, emailing Twitter, having their own channels with Twitter uh, going, uh, Hey, um, need to flag this. You need to, you know, take this down. Hey, this is going to be, this is misinformation. This is disinformation. You got to do this. You got to do that. And they're all now appalled going, Hey, no, no, no. Uh, that's, that's unlawful speech or no, that didn't happen. And it's, it's obviously happened and, uh, it's actually quite disturbing. Uh, there is one more uh, thing that we're going to go through real, real quick. Uh, that one went on for a little while. We also uh, have right here, uh, 
talking about FBI interference in the 2020. This is also to the Twitter files. Presidential election. FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan, in his deposition in Missouri versus Biden, said that he repeatedly, repeatedly informed Twitter and other social media platforms of the likelihood of a hack and leak operation in the run-up to that presidential election. He did it even though there was no evidence. In fact, he said in his deposition that we hadn't seen anything, no intrusions, no hack. Government had no evidence of any intrusions, no evidence of a hack and leak, yet for a year they tell Twitter that a hack and leak is coming, it's coming in October, and it will involve Hunter Biden. No evidence, but the FBI knows what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and who it's going to involve. Now, that's amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. You think about that. You know when, where, and how. But you don't know what any of it's about. Man, that's almost impossible, right? That's impossible. You know all the elements to it, but you don't know really what it's all about. That's strange. And why is the FBI involved considering... uh, that's during the Trump administration. That's really odd. It's almost as if the FBI was working for, I don't know, a different political party. That's that's really strange. That's, uh, wow, that's enlightening. Uh, who, where, what, when, and how. And But we don't know anything. I mean, <laughs> we can't give you specifics. We just know all the specifics. That's really weird. Uh, but you don't have to worry about it anymore because, well, we found out this week, uh, well, all that's true. All that's true. Um, it's all true. Uh, that was Hunter Biden's laptop and all that stuff's real. And how do we know that? Well, Hunter Biden admitted it. And how might you say, did he come out and do an interview and say, yeah, all of it's true. No, actually he just sued, uh, the, uh, store owner that had the laptop. He sued the store owner and said, uh, well, you can't leak my information. It's damaging to me. Right, row. If you can't leak your personal information, that means it was your personal information, sir. You just owned all of it. I hope you can live with the consequences. But, I mean, of course he is, because there won't be any consequences. They're not going to do anything. We've already seen this. We've already seen it. You think the FBI is going to investigate it? No, they've slow rolled it for years. They're not going to do shit about it. Do you think... Merrick Garland's going to do anything about it? Are you kidding? He can't even find anybody if they commit a crime in the dark. They're not going to do anything. They are going to try to get Trump. Why would they try to get Trump? And they're already attacking DeSantis and anybody else. I'm afraid of what will happen, honestly. I'm afraid that if somehow Trump does get reelected, which looks like it could be possible, or another Republican gets in. I I fear that hey, they'll kill him. Honestly, the intelligence agencies. I mean, the information that came out this year uh, really did show that, uh, well, Kennedy was killed by people working for the intelligence agencies. Now, we're not talking about somebody that's actually in the office. Of course not. And you may say, well, it's a wild conspiracy. Well, then maybe you can explain why uh, Oswald was on the CIA payroll. 
Yes. On the payroll when he shot Kennedy. That's a little weird. Might have some explaining to do, but they won't have to. I think they will. This has gone too far. You have Ukraine. You have these bank issues. You have the FTX. Look like a money laundering situation. You got Ukraine going on. You got, you know, all the money from China. You have the oligarchs in Russia that gave money to Hunter Biden. And weirdly enough, they're left off the uh, list to be sanctioned. You have so much going on. You have so many people involved. Just saying. It starts to get really, really scary. So it is terrifying, but somebody has to do something. You can't just step back and do nothing because you're afraid of the consequences. If we do that, then we're already beaten. So anyway, I ran longer today than I thought I would, but I will be back next week. We're going to get into more and more. Uh, we need to get into more of these uh, what's been revealed in some of the Twitter files and uh, how the government is involved in these banks and everything else. I'm sure we'll find out more this week. Uh, if you like the show, please do rate, subscribe, like, follow. All those things do help out so, so much. And just makes the algorithms happy and gets more people listening. If you'd like to send a question, comment, any of those things, you can do all of that. Go to the website, erics-america.com. You can go to Facebook at Eric's America Pod, Twitter, Eric underscore podcast. Or if you want to send an old-fashioned email, you can do that as well. And that is ericsamericapod at gmail. All that comes to me. I will be back next week. So until then, just remember, it's no agenda, just America. America.